Whether you are brand new to studying the law of attraction or it's something you've studied for a long time, today's show is for you. I'm going to take you through the six steps that I teach in my Law of Attraction Academy called Five Steps Plus One for Living Your Extraordinary Life. And as you listen, this is where you're going to begin to really understand that working with the Law of Attraction is really common sense. I mean, these steps are really obvious whether or not you quote unquote believe in the law of attraction, they just make sense. Like this is how you can take that next step in your life. Now, as I said, these steps are, are the steps for my flagship program, five steps plus one for living your extraordinary life. This program also incorporates yoga and essential oils for each step to make it even more transformational. Now I'm going to be sharing more about yoga in the next couple of episodes. So make sure you stay tuned and keep listening. And I'll do one on essential oils soon as well. They are very powerful for shifting our vibration. Now, if you're interested in spending a virtual intensive weekend with me, learning each of these steps, I encourage you to check out my manifesting jumpstart weekends. I hold them every couple of months. And again, they're virtual. The next one is April 14th to the 16th. And you can get on the waiting list or sign up at lauraudmanlentz.com forward slash jump. And of course, as always, the link is in the show notes. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast with Laura Erdman Luntz. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast with me, Laura Erdman Luntz. I want to inspire you to step into your extraordinary life, that life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you, whatever that is. In each show, I share tips and time-tested techniques that have helped hundreds of clients live more satisfying lives over 30 years of life coaching. If you're ready, let's do this. I've just released a brand new free ebook to help you with your manifesting. Five steps plus one for living your extraordinary life fused with yoga. In this ebook, I take you through each of the steps, get you thinking, inspire you a bit, share questions to help you take it more deeply, and how to take that step to your yoga mat for more support. You also get a summary of resources from my own library of podcast episodes, YouTube videos, and blog posts to support your work. It is the perfect first step if you are just beginning with the law of attraction, and it's the perfect next step if you've been stalled out for a bit. Go to lauraerdmanlist.com forward slash manifesting to grab it now. And don't let one more day go by with you living a life that you are settling for. Life is meant to be extraordinary. Let's do it together. Before I get into today's set session, I want to encourage you to shoot me questions. I would love to answer it in a podcast. So you can leave me a message, actually leave me a voicemail that I can play on the podcast via the link in the show notes, and you can listen for my response. I may even do an entire episode around your question. So be sure to find me. You can also you know, message me on Instagram or Facebook as well, for sure. I am not going to do a listener question in this episode or the next couple probably because they're going to be a little longer. So I want to get right into today's topic, and it is such a good one. Today's topic is going to be a fun one. I guarantee it. Money back guarantee. I have been teaching law of attraction for 
almost 15 years now. I was trying to remember exactly when I started and it was shortly after The Secret was released because I definitely fully embraced the concept. I totally understood it. Oh, who are we kidding? I didn't totally understand it. It definitely takes a while to really let it sink in. Let's just say I resonated with it. I thought this makes a lot of sense and I got really excited about it and I had a friend ask me to teach her and a couple of her friends. And so I began to develop a course and we met for probably six weeks or so, once a week, and we would discuss and they would go home with assignments, et cetera. And over the years, I have crafted it more and more and really curated it down to these six steps that we are going to talk about. And I want to introduce each, each of these steps and I want to make it kind of quick. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be an hour and a half long. I can talk about this for a long time. So I encourage you to grab the ebook and the link below just to help yourself take the next step. So I will have each of the steps in there and I'm also going to have some journaling questions for each one and some yoga suggestions. We're going to talk more about yoga in the next couple of episodes and how to apply yoga to all of this and why we apply yoga. Um, so definitely grab that ebook. It's totally free and it will help you uh, take the next step with each of these topics. Let's start with the plus one step. Now, the reason it is plus one is initially when I first started teaching this, I felt like this was a good thing to do, but not a specific step. I have since come to believe it is the foundational work. It is the first thing I have everybody do when they step into coaching with me or taking any of my courses, and that is self-care. And I mean committing to a radical self-care program that is both strategic and proactive. Why is that? There are actually three reasons self-care is super important in manifesting. And the first two are going to be a little more obvious. The third one might feel a little bit more obscure, especially if you are new to studying the law of attraction. Okay. So the first one is it gives you energy. Self-care nourishes you. It helps you feel like, yeah, I can do this, right? Just think about how you feel when you are reaching for a snack and you are well-rested and you're feeling really vibrant and excited about life, you just had a great conversation with your best friend and you're planning something really fun and you go to reach for a snack, do you take the time to make something a little healthier? Absolutely. If you are tired, stressed out, exhausted, do you take the time to make something healthy? Usually that's when we grab something not quite so healthy, right? When we are working to step into our extraordinary life, it takes stepping out of our comfort zone. It takes taking some steps that might be initially a little scary. We need that energy. We need that energy that's going to help us do some of the hard things. And honestly, when you have the energy, they usually aren't all that hard. So the self-care you do right now has gotten you where you are right now. I have a course called the Radical Self-Care Toolkit that will be available very, very soon. And it talks about being both strategic and proactive. And what I mean by that is it's not necessarily more time that you need. Often when I start talking about self-care, people freak out. It's like, I don't have enough time. I totally get that. That lack of time, that scarcity of time is a big issue in our society. But it's not about necessarily about more time. It's about first being strategic, meaning figuring out exactly what you need to do to really fill up. 
So often when we are completely depleted, which is where most of us go before we do something to fill ourselves up, when we're completely depleted, then we don't even know what to do. And we turn to the things that are really mindless just because we we don't have the brain capacity to figure out what to do. So we scroll through Facebook or we binge a stupid show on Netflix and we can't stop. When we are strategic, we know exactly what we need to do to fill up and we're prepared to do it. Now, the second thing is being proactive and that means having a plan in place, having a system in place where you do something. And I talk about this a lot, daily, weekly, monthly, it's already on the calendar. It's already planned. It's already paid for if it's a class that you're taking, right? And you keep yourself filled up. You are doing things. And this is the kicker, whether or not you actually need it. So you're keeping your your cup filled up. It's amazing how powerful this is. Now, the second reason self-care is super important in this process is it raises the joy ceiling. I've talked about this a couple of times before, and I'm going to do an episode on it in, I think, two or three episodes. But just know that we all have a certain level of joy that we feel comfortable with. And it sounds so funny to say that, but it's true. And when we hit it, we start to throw a wrench in the works, if you will, to to feel more comfortable. And we see it with friends, for sure. You can definitely see it in, in that one friend, right? She gets a really great relationship finally, and then you can see her start to sabotage it when she starts to make assumptions. What did he mean by that? Why, why did he say that? We all do it. So when you start to embark on strategic proactive self-care, it helps you raise the joy ceiling and just ratchet it up kind of slowly so that you get more comfortable and you can acclimate to that better and better feeling. Kind of cool, huh? Now, the third reason self-care is so important when doing law of attraction work is it shows the universe you feel you deserve good things. Now, here's where this can be. If you're brand new to the, the, the law of attraction, it might kind of feel weird. But remember, you are attracting things to you that resonate at your vibration. So if you don't feel like you deserve to take a day off for yourself, you aren't going to attract things that help you feel really good. Does that make sense? If it doesn't stick with me, we will begin to talk more about that as we go forward. But just know that when you take care of yourself, when you take exquisite care of yourself, you are opening your vibration up to more and more wonderful things. So self-care That's where you want to begin. And that is where I start every client and anybody who works with me is I demand an exquisite self-care program so that they can start to build their energy and do amazing things. Now let's talk about step number one. I know officially it's step number two, but that's the first one was plus one. So stick with me. Step number one is you got to know what you want. You got to have your vision or your dream. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind here. When I ask my clients or my students, what do you really, 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 really want? It's always four reallys and the fourth one's italicized because I want to know what's in your heart of hearts. 80% of the time, maybe even 99% of the time, the response is one of two things. A short pause with a very quiet, I don't know, or 
I get a very excited, I'll tell you what I want. I don't want my job. I don't want my house. I don't want my relationship to feel this way. You get where I'm going. In both of these situations, the person doesn't really know what they want. We want to figure out where we're going, not where we're trying to move away from. And this is such an important distinction. It's crucial, absolutely crucial. In fact, it's the difference between motivation and inspiration. So motivation is necessary when you're moving away from something you don't want. You have to motivate if you want to exercise and change the way you eat because you don't want to be overweight. It's very heavy, right? It's, in fact, your brain doesn't really want to think that way. And that's where sabotage comes in. Not only that, when you're talking about the law of attraction, the law of attraction doesn't think in negatives and all it hears is overweight. Plus, when you think about overweight, then it brings your vibration down. You're attracting that. If instead you're thinking, I want to exercise because I love being my goal weight. I love being fit. I love the energy. I love the vibrancy. Do you feel the difference? That's inspiration. Okay. You're inspired to do these things because you're really excited about where you're going. Now, the second part about the vision that's important is it's not a goal. Okay. The point of a vision is to get you excited, to get you feeling like, oh my gosh, that could be for me. I'm really excited about that. Vision always changes. Okay. Sometimes it completely shifts to something different as you start moving through your life and realizing, wow, I could have more than that. I could have, like you start to realize more as possible. It always gets bigger for sure. It is not a goal. So I get people who say, okay, I know I really want to lose 30 pounds, but 10 feels more practical. So that's my vision, 10. And like, no, 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 your vision is 30. Like feel that 30, get excited about it. Like just feel how great that feels. Your initial goal is 10. Do you see what I'm saying? This is so important. The vision is all about the excitement. In fact, if there's a lot of weight around, pardon the pun, um, if there's a lot of heaviness, still not a good word, around 30 pounds, then maybe the goal should be a vision of something you can do when you are, are that ideal weight. I'm really excited about um, being able to go on this bike trip, a biking tour around Italy. And you know, you need to be 30 pounds lighter to do it comfortably, you know, in a fit way. So your excitement is about the trip and seeing yourself doing that trip in a comfortable way. It's all about having a reason to take your actions. Okay. Your vision is so important. So you want to figure out where you want to go and then let your freak flag fly, my friend. Let it be huge. Step number two, you got to believe. You have to believe that that vision is not only possible for you, but you are capable of creating it. And here's the thing. If there's something you've wanted for a really long time and you're not in the process of creating it for yourself, then I guarantee 100% there is a belief inside of you somewhere that says, you can't have this, you don't deserve it, you're not capable of it, whatever that might be. We call them limiting beliefs. Now, I know that's hard to hear, but everybody has them. I don't care how successful they are, they have limiting beliefs. You might look at someone and say, yeah, but look at them, they've got this amazing business they're running. They have a limiting belief somewhere else then right? So maybe they have a, a limiting belief around their health, um, their relationships, 
being married, having a great relationship with kids. Like we all have them, but they show up in different ways and in different places of our life. So where do we get them? Well, most of our limiting beliefs are in place by the time we're 12 years old. And they are placed there by messages that we have heard either over and over again or just once from someone we really revered and respected. A revered coach can tell you you're not good enough one time and that is lodged in your brain for life, right? I say that, but we can become aware of them and we can change them. And that's a little bit beyond the scope of this podcast because getting beyond limiting beliefs is is can be work. Some of them can really be easy. You can just, I would see them as like a seedling or an oak tree, right? It can be one of those things where you're like, when you realize that has been limiting you, it's like, yeah, I don't believe that. It's gone and it's gone. Others can be like an oak tree, which I've heard have root systems that go down as far as the trunk goes up and the, the the branches. Like it's incredible. And you have to dig and dig and dig to get the roots of it out. So what I want to leave you with is just to begin to look at your own life and know the parts of your life that are less than fully satisfying have limiting beliefs in them. And just look at them and think, hmm, what's going on here? What do I believe here? When you think about what it is you really want, the hallmark of a limiting beliefs is you say, yeah, but I really do want to be 30 pounds later. Yeah, but I've done it before. I always gain it back. Yeah, but it makes me feel deprived. Yeah, but it's really hard. Yeah, but I'm over 40. I can't do that anymore. See where I'm going? Those are your limiting beliefs. And that's what we need to carve out. They also come from previous experiences. Think of them as like programs in your brain like programs on your computer. And we need to reprogram those programs in order for you to move forward because otherwise you are just going to sabotage your efforts. So step number two, you got to believe. Are you ready to live your extraordinary life? A life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you? Then join me for the next three-day virtual Manifesting Jumpstart Weekend coming soon. During this event, I teach my flagship manifesting program, Five Steps Plus One for Living Your Extraordinary Life. If you are ready to realize not only do you have a dream that is exciting and inspiring, but you know you can make it your reality, and you're ready to discover just how much you love the life you are currently living, so each day is more fulfilling than before, and You are excited to step into the life in which you love who you are because your extraordinary life pulls out the very best parts of you, then you'll want to join me. I'm going to teach you the steps to get there. Let now be the time to begin. You can find out more information at lauraerdmanluntz.com forward slash jump. You can also sign up for the waiting list there or get yourself registered if the registration doors are open. I am so excited to help you take those next steps to living your extraordinary life because you know what? Life is meant to be extraordinary. Step number three is action. And actually, I borrow a little bit from Buddhism here because I like to actually call it right action because I find people do one of two things. They 
race forward with all this action and busy themselves with tons of action that don't actually move the needle. And this was me, believe me, I know this one where you're just doing tons and tons of stuff and you feel like, yeah, I'm doing exactly what I need to do to move the needle on my dream, but you're not really doing it. And that is ultimately sabotaging your efforts. Or you're just what I call sitting on the couch, flipping through the channels, eating potato chips. And this is the why bother? I'm not even going to get started. It's never going to happen. So we want to make sure that we are really clear on what action steps will take us forward and do them. Now, I want to point out that this is technically step four, right? If we count the plus one step. Most people, and I'm sure you've done this, I know I have in the past, set a goal and just jump right into action. That's January 1st. But it's actually step four here. So if instead you start with a little self-care, so you're going to give yourself a little bit more energy. Step Next step is you start to get really clear on where you're going and you're getting excited about it. And then you start to shift your limiting beliefs around whether or not you can do it. Then you get clear on what those action steps are that you need to take and you take right action. It makes such a difference to do those initial steps. You're going to be taking your action from a totally different place and it makes them so much more powerful. Step number four is you got to have faith. And this is more than simply believing it's possible. That's a whole different step. This one really is more about trusting in the process, letting yourself relax, knowing that the universe will bring you synchronicities, coincidences, knowing there are things that are happening on your behalf beyond your action steps. This is really the yin part of manifesting. This is you not doing, but expecting things to happen anyway. So not just being quote unquote lazy sitting on the couch. It's like, no, I did my action and now I can relax and trust that things are going to happen. Now, this is where yoga comes in very powerfully. There really are three steps to each of these and a little bit different yoga that you can do for each one. So I'm going to go into these briefly in a moment, but just know that in general, restorative yoga is the most beautiful practice for this step ever. <laughs> so restorative yoga is all about letting go. The more you let go, the more you relax, the deeper you go into a pose right? That's restorative yoga. And that's really what we're talking about here. The more you can trust and truly relax from a, no, I'm, I'm good. This is all really, really good. I've done what I need to do. I don't need to do any more place, the more powerful it is. So the three different areas of this section are, the first one is surrender, and this is letting go of control. This is like, bam, I'm here and I get this is happening and I can just relax. And a quintessential yoga pose for this would be, of course, Shavasana, that last pose that we do where we completely let go and you are letting go of the tension in your body, the tension in your mind, and you're relaxing. The second part of this step is letting go. And it's not just letting go of control. I really see this as letting go of our self-concept, letting go of how we see ourselves. So if you're, you describe yourself as I'm always late, I'm always broke, I'm always tired, I'm always struggling, that's what we need to let go of. Because believe it or not, that gives us energy. There's a reason we have that, that belief inside of us. First of all, it served us at one point in our life. We don't need to go into that, but there's a reason it's there. 
And when we become aware of it, then it's no longer serving us and we can let it go, but it's become a habit and we need to start to see ourselves in a different way. And that is what letting go is all about. And twists are fantastic for that, as is focusing on our exhale. So you can just imagine being in a twist where you are deepening that exhale and really releasing, you are letting go with that breath. The third and last aspect of this step, and I think it is the hardest. I don't know. It's one of those things that I keep investigating with my students and and clients, and I just feel like this one is really hard, and that is receiving. It's so much harder than people realize. So what that means is being comfortable with saying yes to receiving things in your life, to saying yes to good things coming your way. And you might think, well, that's that's easy. What are you talking about? That Of course I'm going to say yes, but we don't. I mean, think of how comfortable you are with someone who gives you a gift, a present. They found something really great for you. It's not your birthday. It's not the holidays. It's just random present. And they just found that perfect thing. They wrapped it up and they gave it to you. How do you feel about that? Most of us feel a little bit uncomfortable because we feel like we owe that person back. We didn't have something for them. And think of how that feels when it's reversed. So if you found that perfect gift for someone and you give it to them and they feel awkward because they don't have anything for you and this is kind of weird, why did you get this for me? It doesn't feel good, right? But if instead you receive it with a gracious, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is so fantastic. I love it. Thank you. And then you're complete. Like there's no feeling like you owe them because that person does not feel like you owe them. Think of how good that feels. That's what we need to be able to do when good things come our way. We need to be able to say yes. We need to be able to say yes. Thank you. That's fantastic. I have this great story that I want to share with you, and it's about a retreat I took to, uh, I led a yoga retreat to Mexico, and on the last day, I was walking the beach with one of my students, and I and you know I said, so how was the, the week for you? Did you enjoy it? She said, yeah, and how about you? And I said, you know, I did love it. The only thing I didn't do is buy a silver bracelet for myself, which I really wanted to do, and I didn't have fresh coconut milk out of, out of an actual coconut, you know, where they cut it open, put a straw in and, and drink it. She said, neither did I. And then we said, let's go get the coconut. And so we, we knew at the end of the beach, there was a guy who sold coconuts. So we were headed that way. So let's do this. And we, we get there and he's not there. And we said, well, oh, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And I kid you not, I don't know how this even happened. Like we missed it because we turned around and there he was. We're like, done. This is great. We're sitting there drinking our coconut milk and this silver vendor, a street vendor comes up, you know, with, do you want a bracelet? Do you want a bracelet? And, and we both were saying, no gracias, no gracias, like pushing the guy away. And as I was doing it, like I, I realized, oh my gosh, here it is. It actually showed up at my doorstep and I'm saying no. And it's because I had this belief that, you know, any street salesman is going to try and take advantage of me, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I stopped him and said, wait, no, no, come back. I found the most beautiful bracelet for myself. I call it my yes bracelet. I found one for my daughter who was turning 12 at the time, and I wanted to be able to give her a really special gift. He sized it for her little tiny 12-year-old wrist right then and there. It was fantastic. But that's what we do. 
we push things away. And when we learn how to receive, and there's a way to do it on the yoga mat to really get better at receiving. In fact, Supta Baddha Konasana is one of the best quintessential poses for receiving and opening up ourselves for energy coming in. It can help us get better at being able to say yes. And honestly, even recognizing the opportunities so that we can say yes. So you got to have faith. That is a big step, right? There's a lot to it. And again, the challenge with it is it's more about not doing. And that's why I like to use yoga to help myself with this. So I can take tangible steps, if you will, toward getting better at surrendering, letting go, and receiving. Step number five, I hope does not surprise you, and it's gratitude. We have to maintain a state of gratitude as we move forward through all of this process. And it's gratitude for what is going well. It's gratitude as your dream unfolds. It's gratitude for life. It is gratitude for everything. It is such an important part of this process. It raises your vibration. Ugh. Here's what I want to share about it that might be a tweak for you. This gratitude needs to come from a place of strength, not scarcity. So I often hear people's gratitude when they talk to me about it comes from, I don't deserve this. This is so wonderful. How did I get this? This I'm just so lucky. That comes from scarcity, especially the I don't deserve this, right? Instead, you want to feel like, I totally deserve this. I 100% deserve to have this wonderfulness in my life and I'm so grateful. So it's taking gratitude from a place of strength rather than weakness. And that is so important because you won't be able to maintain something that you don't feel like you deserve. It'll just go away. And I'm sure you've experienced that. We all have where you get something wonderful and then all of a sudden it's gone. You think, what happened? How did I lose that? I was so excited about it. So we want to appreciate all of the good things coming into our life and do it from a place of strength. And this is definitely something we can do on the yoga mat. So that is something I will share with you in the next episodes as well. Gratitude, boy. That is just a wonderful place to be. And I will also tell you, it will also ratchet up your joy ceiling. So it is on purpose that I start and end this whole process with things that ratchet up the joy ceiling, things that help you feel better and better and better, because that is really the key to the law of attraction, because the better we feel, that means our vibration is going up and we are attracting better things into our life. And that is our list, five steps plus one for living your extraordinary life. Now, I want to emphasize too that these are in a very particular order for the first time you go through it, okay? So you definitely want to start with self-care, then you want your vision, then you want to start to work on your limiting beliefs, etc. You go through them in this order. But after that, think of it more as circular. What I'll do is I'll review and say, you know, where do I need to be working right now? Where is Where are my beliefs? Where is my faith? And at any one time, I generally am working very intentionally with one of the steps and always on my self-care and always on my gratitude. So I'm always working on making sure my self-care practice is up to snuff and I practice gratitude on a daily basis where I really bring it into my heart and feel it 
I will talk about that in the next couple of episodes. You want to be going through this again and again and again. This is this is the work that's never done because you're always upgrading, right? It's like, okay, now I'm ready for the next big thing and I'm ready for the next big thing, which means another layer of beliefs, which means different actions, which means raising my faith level. See where I'm going? These are meant to be done again and again. Now, I hope you decide to join me for my Manifesting Jumpstart weekend. It's three days where we go through each of these steps really in-depth. We do a little bit more of the yoga so you can experiment with that. I really give you those next steps. And that is an introduction to my academy. So my academy is a year-long program where we go through these steps twice. So you go through them once and then we start again and you take it up a notch the next time. And then you get lots of yoga, breathing, inspirational tools, et cetera. Basically you work with me for a full year around this, but start with a manifesting jumpstart that can give you a lot of things to take the next step. So you can find the information at lauraerdmanlentz.com forward slash jump, and you can, um, get on the waiting list. So I'll tell you when it gets released and until then grab the ebook. That is going to give you a lot of tips and a lot of inspiration to take those next steps. I share a lot of my resources that help with each each of the steps so you can begin taking those next steps. All right, be sure you join me in the next couple of episodes when I do a deep dive into how to add yoga into each of these. Don't worry if you don't practice yoga. All of this is super beginner. Really, it's about shifting your body, your energy, your mind to to be more in line with the law of attraction. All right. Hope to see you then. Thank you for joining me. I would so appreciate your support for this podcast by taking a moment to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. I promise to read each one. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with others. May you be inspired to live your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. See y'all next week.